You are listening to episode 55 of the Level Up Your Wedding Film Business Podcast. Today, I'm chatting with Caleb and Elaine of KEJ Productions about all things audio. I'm your host, Taylor Petrinovich, and at the core of this show, I want you to feel inspired to take your business to the next level. And I want to give you the tools and practical advice to help you along the way. So let's level up together. Caleb and Elaine are the husband and wife team and creators of KEJ Productions. As a highly in-demand videographer team in Central Florida and the Southeast, KEJ places a strong emphasis on storytelling and personal relationships. With an extensive background in live production and audio engineering, as production leads for Emmy award-winning shows to international touring artists, they approach filmmaking with a perspective that is unique. Now, as full-time filmmakers, they are continually expanding their brand in and out of the wedding industry. Hey, Taylor! (laughs) Hey, guys! That's the best intro ever! Actually, I'm going to keep that. Oh, great! (laughs) How are you guys? We're doing so well. We're so happy to see you. Yeah, yeah happy to see you guys too. Talk to you, at least, for those listening. <laughs> yeah, we can see each other, but the listeners can't see us. Um, so by now, I'm sure everyone knows who Caleb and Elaine are, but for those uh, who don't know who you are, can you just introduce yourselves and um, just talk a little bit about your business? I First of all, I love that you're like, I'm sure everyone knows. I'm like, <laughs> not really, Taylor. <laughs> Give yourself more credit. But- You're too kind. Um, So we're Caleb and Elaine. Um, We have a company called KEJ Productions. Um, We are husband and wife. We've been in business for about five years um, in the wedding industry. Um, Before the wedding industry, uh, we were, I I, I hate saying we were, because we're still both audio engineers. We still do a whole lot of consulting and still mix occasionally live events when we can. Yeah, we'll do like one-off shows yeah, and stuff like that. here and there. So that's kind of our background and that's where we met was in that the production field and then kind of got thrown into weddings totally by accident like a lot of cinematographers. Mm-hmm. And uh, you want anything, you have anything to add to that? It's just me yeah. talking. Caleb is not this quiet. I'm just leaving space, you know? <laughs> Um, yeah, so I was a touring audio engineer. Elaine was doing shows at Disney, um, for like, you know, in integration, like, uh, fireworks shows and Christmas day parades where we're working with people like Garth Brooks and, uh, Lady Antebellum and all these shows. Like that's where Elaine and I really cut our teeth as audio engineers. Um, and, and then eventually actually became professional audio engineers I feel like in in mm-hmm. that regard of like uh the level of uh artists and gear that we were working on so that's kind of like our background like we've done a lot of cool shows but um we learned a lot of things doing those shows as well mm-hmm. so and here we are in the wedding industry yeah <laughs> for the last so we've been doing wedding films full-time for about three and a half years now well, I mean, I think it's probably pretty easy to scale down these huge, massive live events and kind of look as a, at a wedding as just like a smaller scaled live event, because that's what it is. So you guys are bringing on the the huge ability to do great, amazing things and packaging it into a wedding film that makes yeah. a great wedding film. So I love that you can kind of translate <laughs> the the skill set. Um, yeah. So you guys have also ventured into the world of education. Let's um, let's hear a little bit about that, then we'll save the rest for the end. So what yeah. what have you done this year in the education space? 
So 2020 has been kind of interesting, as we all know. <laughs> um, basically, our whole summer was canceled. So we had about, we only do about 20 weddings a year, as it is. But our summer um, was packed with like travel. We were doing a ton in Colorado. And it all got uh, postponed to 2021. So Caleb and I kind of found ourselves looking at each other in April with like, okay, what are we going to do with this time? A, we're going to take some time off and rest after catching up on backlog, which we definitely did. But we've had this dream really for about, I'd say, two years where we really wanted to um, educate wedding filmmakers specifically on audio and narrative, um, in part because that's our background. And we honestly didn't realize how easy um, that part of um, the, the video creation pro process came to us. Like that audio comes e easy and naturally to us because that's our background and that's what we grew up in. And so it's like, when we started in this business, it's like, okay, this is how you do it. And then we were really able to focus on um, the visual part of it. So this year, um, and we kind of had already had a framework about how we wanted the course to work and what we wanted to teach and how we wanted it to flow. But the pandemic, interestingly enough, gave us the time to actually record it and edit the content and release it and get some really great endorsements, um, people to endorse the course. And I think too, um, another reason we were wanting to create this course is because we were going to be teaching at Venture Workshop 2020. Mm -hmm. And and with reschedules of Venture and like how it scaled and things like that, like we started off um what is now the master class or audio master class as us just trying to prepare to teach at venture workshop. <laughs> and we we're like, okay, so, well, we know we're going to teach about audio because that's our background. We're very confident. And there was just a massive gap, huge gap, like in the, in the wedding industry. Like if you go into a forum, like that's like half of the questions is, Oh, I had a failure. Or how should I go about recording bride audio or, you know, and, and I would say even further, like there was so much, um, bad advice mm -hmm. being given. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, and not even it, like, illogical. Just like it just didn't, yeah. it, what didn't make sense from like an audio perspective. I'm like, that's impossible. Like, I, why would you even suggest that? And, 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 and I wouldn't go and like fight with people or anything like that. It was more of just like, I just want to educate you that this is the way it is. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, it, it's just, it's a hard place to be in. Cause you know, us videographers, especially the, the men in the videography. <laughs> I wedding. wasn't going to say it, Taylor. No, 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 no. I can speak for <laughs> all it. of us. <laughs> I can speak for all of us. Um, yeah, they, you know, we have all this YouTube knowledge and all of these things that we just think, you know, and then the reality is it's like, we actually came as audio engineers. We came from this. Some people are coming as, you know, finance or, you know, like, so it's like, we have the knowledge and we've always been very excited about teaching people. Like even as audio engineers, we always love to share the knowledge that we have been given. So knowing that we were going to be teaching at Venture, starting to like write out what we could teach at Venture scaled into this whole thing of like, well, no, if you want to learn about audio, you need to start from the jump from the very beginning and know what you're actually capturing. And then that will help you 
to know how to clean up audio in post mm-hmm. or how to EQ, how to compress. It all starts from the beginning. And that was the gap that we saw was missing. So as we were preparing for venture, um, it's like, might as well record. Yeah, all we this. might as well do it. So <laughs> we took a little KEJ retreat up to Gatlinburg and we took our, uh, one of our, 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 our editor, yeah, um, Jordan, with us or boozy as people are starting to know him as <laughs> boozy the editor <laughs> and uh we went to gatlinburg and we just took a whiteboard and we we're just like all right let's see what this looks like mm-hmm. um and we went and that's that was last october so um, we've been working on it a year <laughs> it's crazy that's awesome well just kind of watching you guys on my end it's been fun to watch your journey um with the starting the youtube channel and then teaching adventure and, <laughs> and then watching the launch of the course it's been really really cool um to see your the progression there and then like the payoff at the end so it's really cool um but let's like break it down into some tangible stuff just for the podcast what is the difference between good and bad audio and then why is it important to aim for that good audio huge you want me to start or you want to start um i think you can start i have okay. yeah i have some thoughts too you can... <laughs> i think for us at the very i always go back to like those very first films that we produce so before we um or maybe me before i fully understood things like aperture and things like uh, color temperature or very basic, like how to color a film, how to make something look cinematic, how to frame something so it makes sense. Like all those things that, you know, especially beginning beginner cinematographers really focus on. I think back to the very first films that we produced um, and none of those things were intact. <laughs> I think our filmmaking was really bad. But our audio and the narrative was always there. And that I fully know is what made our company and our brand successful, is that KJ became known for um, delivering stories. You know, and you can't have a, a good story without good audio. There's only so much you can convey through a compelling visual, but there needs to be that supporting element of audio there. That's the thing that that separates you really from photo is the audio. And so as our imagery began to um, advance and we got better at the filmmaking aspect, then like having the two paired, it was just like, I mean, our our year two was like a train. I mean, our, our business exploded in year two. And I think it's because in that second year, finally, like the, the visual caught up with the audio, you know, so. Which is the opposite of what everybody what is everyone doing in does. the industry. You know, like they push and push and push to um, get that visual there. But I've learned that bad audio is just so unforgiving. Like you can have the most gorgeous film in the first 15 seconds, the minute some crunchy audio comes in or if something's distorted or it's not intelligible, you've lost your, your viewer completely. Whereas you can have a phenomenal narrative where someone's watching and they're listening to everything you're doing, whether that's Foley or that's the groom you know, speaking his vows or a grandfather giving a toast and you, your white balance can be way off, <laughs> but you're way more likely to keep that viewer you know, because the the narrative is there. And so we learned that very early on. Did you want to add? Yeah, I, I would. Yeah, I mean, I kind of what I said, like, we're always looking to 
find better cameras mm-hmm. and better lights and all this stuff, but we neglect audio. And I, I see a lot of people, um, actually I was in a conversation last night, um, where, uh, there was a guy and he was just, he's like, man, I'm, I'm starting to add audio. I was really scared to add audio to my films. And he's like, I'd love for you to come and check it out. And, and then I, I hear it and I'm like, man, you're killing it on the audio. And like, there's such a, there's such a, and I didn't realize this because this is so second nature to us to add audio. Like this is just, mm-hmm. I want to see, I want to see this beautiful cinematic story. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm just going to add audio and people are afraid of it because they just don't know how to use it. And I think that, that was just mind blowing to me that we have the knowledge and why wouldn't we share it to people mm-hmm. to be able to step up their game? Because ultimately what it does for you is it lets you push your prices up. Because mm-hmm. people are like seeing that these are mini movies and not mm-hmm. just wedding films, you know? So I would say for me, the difference is, you know, from a company and a small business standpoint, you're able to elevate your brand because you're elevating your audio. Mm-hmm. Um, so Finally, bring that fine art look of film photography to your wedding films. The Illum LUTs offer a rich palette of colors and beautiful soft tones that can help you achieve that gorgeous fine art look that brides absolutely love. I personally use Illum LUTs for my own wedding films and from the very first time I used them, I was hooked. They've helped me elevate my brand and my business and my clients have never been happier. Visit illumlets.com and enter the promo code LEVELUP at checkout to receive 15% off your purchase. That's I-L-L-U-M-E-L-U-T-S dot com and enter promo code LEVELUP, L-E-V-E-L-U-P to save 15% off your purchase. As we're recording this, it's November 24th, so I don't know when it's going to go live, but I just did a, um, a free three-day challenge for filmmakers mm-hmm. where I taught about, like, the pillars of success, and one of them was film quality and how um, you're really only as strong as your weakest link, and I think a lot of people's weakest link is their audio, so kind of just mm-hmm. like what you were saying, like, although your visuals may be great and even, like, the way you're editing, like, the storyline may be, like, really beautiful, like if your audio is dragging you down, like your film is only as good as your weakest point. So yep. I think it's really important to pay attention to those weak points and focus a lot of energy towards um, improving. And that's what I've done because I bought your course. And so <laughs> <laughs> we all have things that we need to work on and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So what what are some of the biggest mistakes you see filmmakers making as term in terms of audio? Mm. I think there's, um, and we taught a lot of this at, at Venture, there's just three things. Like we really try to pare it down, like, okay, bite size, like what's something you can walk away with today and try at your next wedding that'll just make your audio better in your next film. And there's three things you need to focus on. The first is gain structure. And that's just a really fancy way of saying that your audio levels need to be correct. So when you go in, um, let's say you have a DR10, you know, L, which is like the common lavalier that we put on, you know, everybody, you just want to make sure that the level going into that DR10 L is great. Um, I find that a lot of beginner uh, filmmakers, they don't quite understand what level they should be recording stuff at. And when you get into your mix later in post, 
then you're manipulating. It's just so much more work when you're dealing with something that's either A, undermixed, meaning it wasn't recorded loud enough, or B, what we all know is terrible, distorted. So gain structure is a huge thing. The second thing that I see filmmakers struggle with is what we call signal flow. And this comes into play most often, um, like when we're in reception, we're dealing with a DJ. There's this confusion of like, I don't know where to take the feed. Like, should I take it from the the speaker? Should I be like individually miking everybody? Like there's, there's a whole bunch of confusion in that and there doesn't need to be. And we really, for the sake of like time, um, like we really break that down in our masterclass as to how to approach that in a way and in a system where it's successful every time, where you maintain great relationships as well. <laughs> Cause we all know it can be hard going into a reception and being like, Oh, I have to bug this DJ or this band's engineer for a feed and I don't know what they're going to give me and how do I communicate with them if it's not right. Which brings me to my third um, thing that I see young videographers kind of neglect is redundancy. So just having a backup, you know. So yes, you're going to mic, you know, maybe your officiant and your groom, but what's your backup to that? Are you taking a feed um, from the ceremony if the ceremony is amplified? Do you have an additional recorder somewhere up at the front if, God forbid, like something happens with the mic or it's scratching on his collar the whole time? Do you have a backup? So those are the three things. If you can nail gain structure, signal flow, you know where you're taking your feed, and redundancy, you will have good audio every single time. Yeah. And I would also add like what I see constantly is that people are buying gear Mm -hmm. uh, thinking that it's going to do all the work for them. Mm -hmm. And it's like we, we, we were talking about it the other day. It's like going into your first wedding you wouldn't go into your first wedding with a red camera mm-hmm. because you don't know how to use it. It's not, it's, it's amazing. Whenever you do know how to use it, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with audio. When you know how to do audio, mm-hmm. you can have amazing audio and it's not going to cost you a whole bunch mm-hmm. of money to, mm-hmm. to achieve that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I see a lot of people throwing money at gear, hoping that it's going to, um, to just, give them the best audio and when reality is you have to go back to these simple steps that elaine just talked about it's like mm-hmm. if you can go down to these basics you're going to save yourself money mm-hmm. you're going to up your quality and ultimately your your clients are going to notice that mm-hmm. kind of taking a tangent from like what i plan on asking um what's your opinion on miking the bride because i think that this is like a point of contention in the wedding <laughs> film industry <laughs> Oh gosh, I love that question. And and it's very simple for me. I wouldn't wear a mic on my wedding day. <laughs> I just wouldn't. I mean, I think now mind you, we didn't have a videographer on our wedding, but maybe it's because I I am a audio engineer and I know it's not needed. Um so to be super nerdy, to if you were to mic a bride, you're getting an an additional like 60 V of gain. And I know that because I know the numbers, you know what I mean? Again, like that's it's just my background. So for me, from a technical standpoint, it's not worth me inconveniencing my bride. Um, especially where we are now with our brand, I wouldn't feel comfortable with a client spending, you know, five figures to hire us and her possibly even spending twice that on this gown that she's wearing, or gowns, 
plural and me saying, hey, I'm going to find a way to place this mic on you. I just that that was not in her plan. (laughs) Wearing a mic on her wedding day is not what she was thinking about when she bought this dress. And so for me, it's not even like a yes, there's a technical aspect of like, uh, like, is it worth it? No. Like, and I can say that with absolute confidence because I'm an audio engineer. But beyond that, just from an emotional aspect, like my bride wouldn't go for that, you know, and I wouldn't go for that personally. So I'm not going to make her do that. You know, now no fat like, and I see it it is a point of like debate, you know, (laughs) if you're comfortable with having that conversation, go for it. But with my client, I would interject there. Hold on with, with our client experience, because the client experience is everything, especially at this level. I'm not going to ask her to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was just going to add like, at once you start getting into, like a lot of people, they're like, okay, I want to start getting into higher end weddings and higher end weddings. The weddings that, like, well, some of the weddings that we're doing, not that we're like luxury market, the planner's not going to let us do no that. No way. Um, and so that that's one thing. So it's yeah. like, if I'm, why even have that, like, that process during the wedding day to have mm-hmm. to even be like, excuse me, um... I'm just the videographer and do you mind? And it's like the planner's going to be like, no, because the act, <laughs> you know, like other people, other videographers she's working with, they're not, they're doing not that. doing that. You mm-hmm. know, there's, there's just systems in place for redundancy mm-hmm. that you're going to make sure that you capture audio very, mm-hmm. very well. Mm-hmm. Um, and but, so the other thing is, so as far as making a bride, if we were doing an elopement mm-hmm. and we needed redundancy, Mm-hmm. There's more grace in that moment, right? Because mm-hmm. it's like it's this is a bride having an adventure, and it's just the two of them. Right? And Maybe it's, it's like, just six of us yeah, out, out like, there: the photographers and the videographers. And the at couple. that point, it's like, well, yeah. There's if you've ever done an elopement, there's a lot more room in mm-hmm. that moment to be able to say, "Hey, I'm going to put this microphone on you," and then you can do that and mm-hmm. ha- and have it. We have. The tools to do that. We have a, a, a belt strap for a, our thigh strap for a microphone. We have mm-hmm. a, a white DR10L. Like we have it, but we—that's not our go-to. Like we're not mm-hmm. trying to do that because it's a lot of process on, especially on wedding days, that you can avoid by only getting 6 dB of gain. Mm-hmm. I knew the answer before I asked, but I just needed to hear <laughs> this from you guys because. Um, I am from the camp of dress for the job you want and start off in the direction you want to be headed. So like you said, if your end goal um, for the listeners here is to be shooting high-end weddings, don't get Mm -hmm. yourself into a routine of doing something that's not practical for the wedding day. Mm -hmm. And it just like removes a layer of complication. I think the biggest thing holding most of us back from the things that are hard for us is it seems like so daunting. Like we Mm -hmm. have a million things that we think we should be doing because we see other people post in Facebook groups or whatever, and we get so overwhelmed, but like dialing it back to like the basics of what you actually need, Mm -hmm. I think is um, gonna take a huge stress off of us, especially on the wedding day. Um, And for beginners too, like, yeah, you don't, you don't need, you don't need to have a conversation with the bride. You don't need to do it. Yes, Mm -hmm. absolutely. 100%. And also going back to us being guys, like, (laughs) no, no, just don't just stop. Like, unless you're, if you're going to do that, make sure you have 
you know, a female there to help you. I think the exact, my exact words in the masterclass are just don't be creepy. Like, this is what you want to do. And you're a dude. And like, hopefully you already know how to handle yourself, like in a bridal suite with a bunch of women and stuff. And if if that's like in your workflow, miking a bride, okay, fine. Just don't be a creep. (laughs) Yeah. And I feel like I do have to say this too. So obviously if, if it's a same sex wedding with two brides, obviously you're going to have to mic at least one of them. So I mean, Mm -hmm. we're just talking like in general. So please don't, if you're listening to this, don't think like, don't ever mic a bride is what we're saying. That's not what we're saying. It's just, um, read the room (laughs) exactly and be prepared i think be prepared like we have it we are ready for it you know we're just not going to push that way so exactly cool do you have any tips for um like being in post and like maybe someone does have less than ideal audio um from the wedding day do you have any like quick things that people can kind of do to clean it up whether that's um just like some random like like noise coming up or um Mm -hmm. like an echo maybe they're picking up like the speaker um during toasts just Mm -hmm. any quick tips So um, I'm a huge advocate for RX Elements. It's by Isotope. Mm -hmm. Um, It's four plugins that, I mean, we have on all of our machines. Like, it's just standard. We do have, like, the more advanced or the standard and the advanced parts of Isotope. But um, we really love those plugins. It does really great for uh, voice uh, or, like, noise reduction and, uh, like, de-clip, de-clip, like, a click and clip mm-hmm. and like a de-hum or something like that. Um, it's very cheap and um, it's it's an awesome tool to have if you're doing all the other steps. Mm-hmm. You know, once you start getting into, like if you don't do the earlier steps of knowing gain structure, knowing signal flow, all of that kind of thing, um, it's going to be a lot harder in post to be able to clean up. And that's whenever you're having to step into rx advanced Mm -hmm. and like going into spectral denoise and actually carving out little things Mm -hmm. um so my right now if you have an edit right now and you have noise you're gonna have to do a lot more work um than you would if you had two different sources or three different sources of audio that could potentially be working in your edit so um RX elements, I think. Yeah, that is just the go-to. That's what I push everybody to. And it's so affordable when you look at, you know, in context, what we're paying for, you know, when it comes to gear and software and whether you're using Premiere or Final Cut and whatever plugins you're using and LUTs, how much do we spend on LUTs? I mean, come on. (laughs) And so to have a denoise plugin like Isotope RX elements, I know it goes on sale regularly for like $30, ooh, that is like the best $30 you'll spend on your audio, specifically the vocal denoise plugin. It's so user-friendly, literally like, let's say I have, you know, one of my couples is like reading a letter in the room and there's a little bit of a hum or AC noise or something in the background that's distracting. You can literally just click and drag over Uh, the voice denoise in your editor. So that's another thing. You don't have to export the audio into like the software. You can actually have these plugins in your editor, whether it's Premiere or Final Cut. And you literally just drag over that voice denoise and you don't even have to touch it. Like you'll notice that background noise decrease. So I'm just a huge, huge fan of that software. I use it way more often than actually doing um, like heavy heavy uh, denoise work. Mm -hmm. 
Awesome. Well, we're going to wrap up here, but do you have any like last minute tips or bits of advice for anyone who's listening? I do actually. Like, let's hear it, Caleb. My, my, little, <laughs> my conversation yesterday. Um, I really think uh, what we do well as a community is we watch other people's work, and I would say to just not be discouraged about using audio. Um, just go out there and do it, and and find out what works for you, whether it's letters or vows and stuff like that. I would say. Um, it's a step in the right direction to not be scared about just doing it. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. You'll just get better as you grow as a, you know, director of photography and as an audio engineer, just making sure that like you don't neglect your audio. You don't neglect learning audio, just like you wouldn't neglect learning exposure and color grading and composition. Um, So that's, that's my biggest thing is just, you know, um, just be intentional about learning audio. Yes. And sorry, I had to, I want to find this quote by C.S. Lewis because this is, this is my encouragement. Um, and it, it ties off from what you just said about just like going in there and doing it and not like going crazy over like watching everybody's work and trying to emulate it. C.S. Lewis has a quote that says, even in literature and art, no man who bothers about originality will ever be original. Whereas if you simply try to tell the truth without caring two pence how often it has been told before, you will nine times out of 10 become original without ever having noticed it. And I love that quote by C.S. Lewis because um, I've seen like how true that's been in our own work. Because when we first came into this, it was just like, man, I'm just in love with these stories and I'm in love with these couples. And I just want to share with the world like who they are. And like, I I just want to tell their truth, whatever that is. And in doing that, um, our work has become original on its own because out of just trying to tell the truth. And so um, alongside with what Caleb said, I would just encourage young filmmakers and old filmmakers just to go in with authenticity and serve your clients as best as you can. And you'll do great work if that's your heart. Caleb and Elaine have just released their audio masterclass, which I highly recommend checking out if you struggle at all with audio. That will be linked for you in the show notes. I hope you enjoyed listening to today's episode. I want to hear from you, my listeners. What topics do you want to hear about on the podcast? Head on over to my Instagram at the Level Up Co and send me a DM with topics you'd like to hear about. As always, I would love it if you left a review for the podcast wherever you're listening. That goes a long way in helping more people find the show. And until next time, friends, just keep pushing forward.